first to today's Sydney reporter, Lara Vella in Bondo. Lara, what is it like where you are? Oh, Carl, it's really no wonder that our emergency services were so concerned about this low-pressure system. You can see behind me, it is a total whiteout down here at Bondi. It is absolutely bucketing down right across Sydney this morning. But it's not just this pelting rain, Carl. It's also these really gusty southerly winds that are making the temperature feel a lot, lot cooler. And also down here at Bondi, we've had lightning snap across the sky. So as a result, we've actually had to move undercover because it was just getting a little bit too wild and woolly. G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair income Aussie or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. Oh, good morning, guys. It's an early morning today. I have woken up early to smash this podcast episode out because I didn't manage to get it done yesterday. I was hoping to, um, but I got a little bit sidetracked. I got a little bit distracted. I was a little bit busy because the new computer arrived. So, yay, the computer arrived and now I will have time to put my laptop um, through repairs. So, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know the story there not or not, um, but I have a laptop that I use for work and the keyboard started breaking. So, now when I type, there are lots of spelling mistakes because letters get typed twice instead of once. So, it's a real pain in the ass because you have to go back, you have to delete uh, different letters that you've typed twice. Anyway, so, I've, I finally um, had sort of saved enough money to upgrade to a better computer a desktop now that I can use that's a lot more powerful and I can edit videos on it and audio and everything with no problems at all. So, that finally arrived yesterday. And the funny story was that um, I wanted to go to the shops to get some food and Kel was like, yeah, let's go to the shops. And I thought, oh, the computer's meant to be arriving at some point in the next few days. So, maybe we should just have someone at home and I'll go get some food or something and then come back. And then we just decided, all right, now nah, we won't go. It's all good. So, as soon as that happened, the person showed up with the computer. So, there you go. That was pretty funny. Anyway, guys, long intro aside, welcome to the Aussie English Podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. Don't forget, if you would like to get the transcripts and the MP3s for all of these podcast episodes, go to theaussieenglishpodcast.com and sign up. And I guess a little bit of news there, the podcast site is about to be upgraded. So, we're going to put in a new player, a new um, transcript reader, and there's going to be a better way of just using the podcast on your phone or on the site. So, stay tuned for that and yeah- I'm looking forward to that. Um, 
Also, the podcast is brought to you by the Aussie English Classroom, guys. Now, with this new computer and the new studio that I got, I have been able to record a heap of new videos and I'm currently learning about how to put them together a little bit more professionally. So, this new course that I'm working on is all about spoken English as it is spoken by native speakers, right? Like contractions, intonation, rhythm, everything like that. All the the stuff you don't really often get to hear about in classes. So, stay tuned for that. And remember, if you would like all the bonus content for this episode, as well as all of my other courses, go to theaussieenglishclassroom.com. And for just $1, you can try it for the first 30 days. And then it's just a monthly payment after that. Anyway, guys, the video at the very start there was all about severe weather. And now that was from the Today Show's YouTube channel. So, go and check them out via the link in the transcript. Watch the whole video on YouTube if you would like to learn more about Australian news, Australian culture, everything like that. And um, I thought of this one because it's linked in, it's connected to the fact in today's Aussie English Fact where we're going to talk about floods. Anyway, guys, time for a joke. We always have a joke at the start here, right? Why do we tell actors to break a leg? And if you don't know this already, in English, you often say break a leg to an actor when they're about to go out on stage and perform because it's considered bad luck to say um, something positive. So, like good luck or whatever. I don't know why we have this sort of thing. It goes back a long way in our history, but Anytime someone's going to go on stage, if they're in a play or something, often if people want to wish them luck without being positive, they'll say, break a leg, right? Wishing that something horrible happens to their leg, break a leg. So, why do we tell actors to break a leg? Because every play has a cast. (laughs) You get it? You get it, guys? So... A play is obviously the show that's played at the theatre, right, with people on the stage. And the group of people in the play are called the cast, the cast of the play. All of the members in that play, all of the people are the cast. But a cast is also like a mould, right? Or it's something that you can put around your leg made out of plaster, for example, when you break your leg or maybe your arm. So, if you break your leg, you'll often have a plaster cast put around your leg to protect it while it heals, okay? So, why do we tell actors to break a leg? Because every play has a cast. (laughs) Anyway, today's expression, guys, is to go down the gurgler to go down the gurgler. And this is from Jib in the Aussie English Classroom Facebook group. Remember, guys, if you are in the Aussie English Classroom, jump over to the Facebook group. And each week, I ask for people to suggest expressions that they're having trouble with or that they're interested in learning more about. We vote on them and then they end up, um, the winning one ends up being the episode for the week. So, as usual, let's define the different words in to go down the gurgler. Right, so you've got go down, this phrasal verb, and I'm sure you guys know this means to descend, right, to move downwards or to sink into something, right, to go down. Now, a gurgler, this is Australian slang, and it is slang for a drain, 
right? So, you could have a drain in the bottom of your sink in the kitchen or the drain in your bath. And when you have the bath or the sink full of water and you pull the plug out, the water goes down the gurgler. It goes down the drain. And the reason, I think the the reason that we call it a gurgler is because when water goes down a drain, it gurgles. It makes the sound that we call gurgling, right? It makes a hollow bubbling sound like that may when water runs into or out of something. That's to gurgle. So, we call a drain a gurgler in Australia. So, what does the expression mean, right? To go down the gurgler or to go down the drain. So, it was originally the expression to go down the drain. And we've obviously changed it in Australia to be go down the gurgler. And it just means to be wasted, Okay, so you might waste a lot of your money. The money goes down the gurgler. You might waste a lot of your time. Your time has gone down the gurgler. Okay, so to be wasted. So, as usual, let's go through three examples of how to use this expression. So, number one, imagine that your father has started a company selling tools, you know, things like drills or screwdrivers, saws. Um, you know, whatever it is, chainsaws. So, he's opened a warehouse. He's invested a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy into growing this business. He's hired people. He's taken people on to work for him and it's been doing really well. Then all of a sudden, business dries up. People stop buying things. Uh, Maybe there's some sort of financial crisis and no one wants to spend any money anymore. So, everything goes down the gurgler, right? Business has tanked. Business has dried up. Business has really slowed down. So, all of a sudden, his business went down the drain. It went down the gurgler. So, all that hard work, time, money, energy, it all went down the gurgler. Number two, imagine you're an athlete. And you've been training for years to be an amazing runner or maybe an amazing, I don't know, what are some of these other sports that are at the Olympics, a javelin thrower or a shot put um, thrower or discus thrower, you know, someone who's trying to compete in the athletics at the Olympics and your dream is to compete at the Olympics one day. So, it's been your dream since you were little. He always showed up early in the morning to training sessions many times a week, almost every day. And you finally got into a skill level and the height of your development where you can compete in the next Olympic Games. You're in your prime. However, just before the Games, you get injured in training. Maybe you break a leg um, and it gets put in a cast and you can't compete. So, because you couldn't compete... And the next Olympic Games is like four years away, which is going to be a very difficult thing to sort of, you know, maintain your level for that amount of time until the next Olympics. You feel like you failed and everything's gone down the gurgler, right? All your hard work's gone down the gurgler. The effort, the time, all those mornings you got up early and trained really hard, all that energy you put into developing and honing your skills has gone down the gurgler. It's gone down the drain. It's all been wasted. Example number three, imagine you are a single guy 
who's on the dating scene at the moment. You know, you're trying to meet the right woman. You've been going out with many different women over the past few months, getting to know them, but none have really tickled your fancy. None of them have been a catch. You know, your soulmate, the one. Uh, you haven't clicked with any of them enough to say that you're interested in pursuing a long-term relationship. But finally, the right woman comes along and you guys hit it off and you get along like a house on fire. You go out on numerous dates and end up in a relationship with this dream woman of yours. However, you end up doing something careless, reckless or stupid that leads to you guys breaking up. So, maybe you cheat on this um, girl when you're drunk or maybe you forget to show up to your anniversary dinner one day. Um, if that happens and the relationship ends, it's all been for nothing. It's all wasted. You've screwed up. And, you know, you've wasted your time, your energy, everything you put into this relationship. The relationship has gone down the gurgler. It went down the gurgler when you screwed up, okay? It went down the drain. It went down the gurgler. So, hopefully now, guys, you understand the expression to go down the gurgler. This is a great Aussie expression and it just means for something to be wasted, whether it's money, time, whatever resource it is. So, as usual, let's go through a little listen and repeat exercise, guys, where you guys can practice your pronunciation. So, just listen and repeat after me, guys. If you are working on your Australian accent, obviously, really try and mimic me. If you are working on a different accent, you know, British or American, don't necessarily try to copy my pronunciation exactly, but say these words after me. Okay, let's go. Two. To go. To go down. To go down the. To go down the gurgler. 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 My business went down the gurgler. Your business went down the gurgler. His business went down the gurgler. Her business went down the gurgler. Our business went down the gurgler. Their business went down the gurgler. Its business went down the gurgler.
Great job, guys. Great job. Now, remember, if you would like to go through the video today, breaking down all of the different connected speech and pronunciation aspects of this exercise, make sure to go over to the AussieEnglishClassroom.com and sign up where you can get access to all the videos for this episode and all the other courses as well. Now, before we finish up, let's go through the Aussie fact today where we're going to be talking about severe weather and specifically floods, right? You know, way too much water. So, floods are a common occurrence in Australia and they happen when water from heavy rainfall causes rivers to overflow, to break their banks and the surrounding usually dry land to be covered in water, to be submerged in water. So, they occur every year in Australia and they cost the country between $300 and $400 million in damages. Sadly, Floods can also cause loss of life, most of which is 100% preventable, but occurs when people don't take the right precautions and or underestimate the severity of a flooding event. Now, usually heavy rainfall underpins most flooding events. In some places in southern parts of Australia, this can be due to snow melting at the end of winter or particularly severe storms caused by low pressure systems in late winter or spring, whereas in the north of Australia, they're often caused by cyclones, which dump vast quantities of water once they make landfall in these wet seasons. So, floods of this kind are often affected by the El Nino Southern Oscillation. This is the oscillation between, I guess, amounts of water in the climate. So, in the El Nino period, there's less water. In the La Nina years, in the La Nina period, there's a lot more water. So, in the La Nina period, heavy rains fall on Australia and floods can be even more common. What are the different kinds of floods, though? So, we have slow onset floods, which usually occur on inland rivers. And as the name suggests, they take a week or more to develop and they can hang around for months. And they're caused by long periods of consistently heavy rainfall. We have rapid onset floods, which occur quickly. And as a result, they can be more catastrophic as there's much less time for warnings to go out, you know, and subsequent time to react compared to slow onset floods. Now, these occur on rivers in coastal areas and mountain headwaters of major rivers usually. So, these river types that drain a lot more quickly and thus flooding begins and ends more rapidly than slow onset floods. Now, the last kind are flash floods and these occur when there is extremely heavy precipitation. So, when it rains incredibly heavily due to intense storms, which are more um, than local drainage systems, either natural or man-made, can handle. So, they occur with little to no warning and as a result have the highest propensity of any floods to cause loss of life. They're often a big problem in cities due to ineffective drainage. So, to protect against floods, there are a number of flood mitigation projects, including building dams upriver, from flood-prone areas as well as building levees and walls around riverbanks to prevent water from overflowing and reaching inhabited areas. However, these defences can fail in extreme events and early detection is the best defence against floods. Thus, the Australian Bureau of Meteorology monitors river levels and rainfall in order to issue warnings as early as 
possible. Now, a severe flood that I got experience with was in 2010, 2011 in Queensland, and the Queensland floods, they were called. And these floods hit Queensland in the beginning of November in 2010 when I was doing field work up the east coast of Australia catching goannas for my master's degree. And it was crazy because there were thousands of people that had been evacuated from towns and cities. There were at least 90 towns with over 200,000 people affected. Damages for this flood cost something like $2.3 billion. And tragically, 33 people died in these floods with three still missing today. So, that was a really bizarre time because I remember seeing that story about um, a 12-foot-long bull shark, a man-eating shark, somehow swimming upstream um, out into the floodwaters and swimming through a McDonald's takeaway restaurant. So, there was a shark inside this restaurant. You'll find that article online. Um, Yeah. Anyway, floods in Australia. I hope you enjoy this episode, guys. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I will chat to you soon. See ya. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aussie English Podcast. If you wish to support the podcast and help me keep bringing you content, you can do so via my Patreon page. Remember, it's my mission here at Aussie English not only to help you understand Australian English, but to speak it like a native. Have a ripper of a day and I'll see you in class. (laughs) 